Welcome to Tuesdays with Andrea. It's the inspiration station for everyday people guiding humanity forward. I'm your host, Andrea Rios McMillan, and every week I pursue conversations that matter with people who can relate to the common struggles we all face. You'll get to know the person behind the profession and find commonality with people of all ages, cultures, and backgrounds. Listen as friends, neighbors, and coworkers offer meaningful, personal explorations of modern life and the values we hold dear, all for the purpose of strengthening and uplifting others. Thank you for tuning in to Tuesdays with Andrea's podcast. Last podcast, you met my sister, Alexandria Rios-Taylor. I call her Ellie. This episode, we're meeting Jackie Camacho Ruiz. She's author and she's also founder of Fig Factor Foundation. And she's a pilot author of more than 18 books and have been doing some amazing community-based programs. So I'm so happy that you're here. So thank you, Jackie, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Excited. Yes. Double the fun today. I'm so excited. You don't get to do this every day. (laughs) Double the fun. And then you guys have a book coming out on September 17th. So why don't you guys tell us about the book? I'm so excited for everyone to hear about it. Yes. 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 The magic strikes again. Right? I'll give a little bit of intro and then I'll let Jackie take it away. Her and I connected and blossomed into a beautiful friendship and we aligned and our passion, which is elevating women and youth and making sure that they have a blueprint of navigable steps for the future and a path forward. And so we were talking and we had coffee at La Vasa Cafe, like just as girlfriends meeting up and, and gathering. And then all of a sudden we started spilling out into our passion and our purpose And she had already been doing amazing work with the Today's Inspired Latina series, which is based on established women and professionals. But I work with youth. I'm currently assistant principal, but I was a former dean of students and a teacher. So always been an educator. And I want to make sure that the youth have that path forward that's accessible. And so we just connected and synced and we're like, well, how do we make this happen And she had a few girls lined up for a speaking project and I met them and I fell in love with them. And immediately we both were like, we're going to go in half and half, like all of our resources, our time. This is definitely a project that we want to work together on and, and make come to life. And Jackie works her magic. Her team is powerful. You know, when you give them a vision and you give them a focus, they really just turn that into not just a a finished product, but like a beautiful work of art. And the girls that we've been able to help uh, lead into the publishing world and also turn into speakers at national conferences, like it's been amazing what we've been able to do. So Jackie, I kind of gave our watered down version, but it's been a, a beautiful project that we've been able to embark on and very successful. We're now launching volume two. And so we're, we're grateful. Yeah, you know what, I think that um, when you are aligned with a mission and a vision, I always say that, uh, you know, you put your money, your resources, your connections, your magic where your heart is. And I think that, you know, this idea, this notion of creating things that are organic, creating things that flow from the heart, that blow you away every step of the way, things that start out with a conversation and all of a sudden you have something like things are happening you know people are excited and then you're like wow where do I go from here and I think 
that's part of the magic. I mean, that's part of this organic, beautiful journey of saying, you know what? We are here to serve the community. And that representation comes in different shapes and sizes and times. And as long as you keep connecting back to the why, you find a way to make this happen. And I think I am just so grateful to you, Alexandra, for jumping on this journey. And then we jumped together. We said, okay, let's build the wings on the way down and see what comes out of this, you know. And now we're here working on volume two and the lives, not only the lives of the young ladies that are featured in the book, but the lives of the people that they'll touch, the people that will get the permission to say, I now have a pathway to share my dream. So that's powerful. What you said, the people that have the permission to say, because sometimes it's like, I think we're really good at waiting for permission. We know like the rules of wait, please stop. Thank you. And sometimes people need permission. And I don't know, talk about that a little bit. Can either of you talk about that? The permission aspect of wanting to pursue that passion? Because that doesn't always just happen right away. Sometimes that, that takes a little bit of time or growth. And I think also guidance, you know, and to use a flight analogy, and this is going to make Jackie very happy, but you know, when you're on a landing strip, they always have the illuminators that are there to guide that, that plane either upward or into the landing position. And that's really what we're doing is by giving these women permission, what we're doing is we're giving them that pathway. We're illuminating that path for them to show them that it's possible. These are everyday women. They're local. They are transitional, you know, they're starting their first job, they're getting married for the first time, they're in school managing real relationships and conflicts. So um, some of them are, you know, being displaced or moving across the country and navigating, you know, those emotions. So when we look at how are we guiding these women, it's through illuminating that path and showing them that if they did it, so can you. And by the way, you know, we relate and not just a humanistic standpoint, but a cultural one and a regional one. And so I think all of those together make a really, really solid recipe. And we're just really excited. I think that this idea of vulnerability, right? When you take the moment to be raw and to open up your heart and even, you know, shed some tears and, and you say, you know what, this is what I've been through and this is what I've learned from what I've been through you almost open up that pathway for others to say, you know what, I've gone through something like that or even worse. And so people find common ground. They find, you know, things that, you know, this key, key words that connect them. And then they say, you know what, it's okay. I can, I can be it. And I think, I don't know if this is a something with our culture, you know, as Latinos, but sometimes we tend not to give ourselves credit for yeah. what we've been through. So we say, oh, mi abuelita started a tortilla making business. And that's all they say. But if you look at it in perspective, you say, no, mi abuelita started the biggest, most influential business in this town. And she was the one that provided for 50 families for 35 years. Like, wow, but sometimes we're so humble. They were like, no, 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 let's not own that. Let's not be too boastful or whatever, you know. Yeah, because there is a there is that culture of of that, that's pride, that's arrogance, or that isn't being, you know, 
and yes. modest. I don't know if that is a cultural thing. I think there is some to that, especially in Latino families, especially with the machismo culture. You just want to work hard and do your job. And why should you get credit for doing something you already do? But to your point, going above and beyond or, or holding a business or maintaining and providing food to feed a community isn't something that's minor. And that's something that a lot of people that we know are doing. They're helping and they're serving and they don't give themselves enough credit. This book really allows them to do that. Yeah. To own their story, own their voice, change their narrative. These girls come in humble and confident, but when they leave, they are catapulted into a young speaker, a young author, a young professional ready to take on the world, you know, assured of themselves. They have a place, they have a vision. And I think this is a really good indicator of a great program is the mentorship aspect, which I know Jackie does with the Fig Factor Foundation, and that's been incremental. Yeah. So Ellie, I know you had to go. You're going to pop off. All right, Ellie. Bye. All right, Jackie. So talk to me about your work outside of the book. How did this come about? What was your journey in being inspired to work in this way? There was a moment in time where I was faced with the potential of dying. When you uh, feel that potential and death, you know, very close. The one thing that keeps you going is that yearning for life. You know, I was 23 years old. I was uh, in a hospital bed. I had tubes everywhere. And uh, as soon as I woke up, the doctor said, you have a third percent chance of living a normal life. And I said, why, why are you telling me that? He's like, well, we found the cyst that you were born with that we removed by your liver was precancer level four. And we also found that um, could have become cancer in a week, in a month, in a year. You were basically a time bomb, you know, no more than three years of life if we hadn't found it. And number two, we had to remove that and all the bile ducts and and basically recreate a digestive system. We haven't done this, so we don't know if it's going to work. So there's a potential that in the next two weeks you might die or uh, you might have to be uh, installed a tube to feed you for the rest of your life if this new digestive system doesn't work. So that's what I woke up to. I was 23. I had a five-month-old baby. I mean, it still makes me emotional. And uh, I had just started my company, you know, JGI Marketing. And uh, I was like, I was in a hospital bed, you know, with the prospect of a third percent chance of living a normal life. And I just, um, in that moment, I said, no, 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 no. Doctor, I just have one question. And he's probably thinking I'm asking about my health. I said, I need you to let me go out by next Thursday. I have finals at College of Page, and I'm graduating with honors. And uh, he looked at me. He had a little smirk on his face. And he said, your positive attitude saved you. This was the second doctor that told me that in two years of dealing with cancer. Two years before that, I had another type of cancer. Uh, to me, that woke me up. You know, January 9, 2007 was the day that I was born again. And I asked God, like, why am I here? I mean, there's clearly a mission for me because I've been, you know, to so many surgeries and hospitals and, you know, tests and all that stuff. And I basically, what I saw was to serve others. And I'm thinking, how do I serve others? I have nothing to give. You know, all I had was, since I was four years old, grew up in Mexico, between Mexico City and a small town in Aguascalientes, I was devouring books in literature since I was a little girl, from the Napoleon Hill, Del Carnegie, Ogmandino, all these people. And they were my mentors. They were my teachers. So to me, 
having an opportunity as an adult to apply those principles and live by them and see that they actually work gave me the tools that I needed to say, how do I become a catalyst to serve other people? That's when I decided to write my first book. I decided to create another company eventually and start speaking around the world. People are like, wow, you're so positive. Why are you so positive? I'm like, because life is beautiful. But why? I'm like, well, you really don't want to know why. I've been through hell and I'm back and I am going to live. And that's when I also decided, as a divine download that I got to start the foundation, which has served to date in six years, 157 young Latinas, ages 12 to 25. So I always say, I joke around that I have 157 daughters scattered between the United States and Mexico. And it's a, it's not a passion project. It's a lifestyle for me. We pair them up with mentors. We expose them to amazing experiences that they would have never dreamed of. And we also activate them to go back and give back to the community. Mm. And that's in the context of, you know, sisterhood, in the context of unleashing the amazing in, in their heart that we already know they have. Yeah. We might not know it, but we know it. <laughs> so when you got the vision of this is what I'm supposed to do, I'm supposed to be a catalyst for change and to serve. And then before you wrote your first book and before you actually took those action steps to moving in that way, what was the in-between process like? How did you connect point A to point B to actually um, activating yourself? For me, it was like a lot of things. They're not a straight path, right? They are filled with mountains and ups and downs and turns and twists. I think it's constantly praying about it, constantly meditating, constantly saying, no, no, no. You know what? Today, Today, I choose amazingness. Today, I choose positivity over mediocrity. Today, I choose not to conform. The greatest gift that I've gotten over the years has been this ability to fly planes. Like, holy macro. Like, I'm the pilot in command of this aircraft. And I think about that. You know, flying actually grounds me, which is so counterproductive in a way. And I always think, as a pilot in command, you know, I, I don't have to take off. But once I take off, I have a huge responsibility to land. So I think about that every day and you find more about yourself. You find out more about what goes on in your brain and how you deal with resiliency and how you deal with adversity. And you're like, wow, if I knew adversity before now being a pilot in command and being by myself with this beautiful teddy bear, you know, <laughs> and I'm thinking, I got to land. If that doesn't test you and your mindset and your connection with God and the universe and the prayer and the presence. I don't know what, what else does. It's, yeah. it, your life depends on it. What made so, you go into being a pilot? And I see the Pilotina hashtag below. So explain <laughs> those two for us. So Pilotina is a word that I made up that I found later on that it was also in German. This is brilliant, by the way. This is brilliant. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at this, like the statistics of women pilots and Latina pilots. And I found that less than 1% of 6.5% of 0.02% of the entire population are Latinas. So in other words, like if you have an entire population, only 0.02% of the population are pilots. Wow. Out of that, only 6.5% on average are females. And less than 1% of that 6.5% of that 0.02% of the entire population of the United States are Latinas. So then as I was finding, I'm like, wow, you know, I, I love making up words. So I'm like, pilot plus Latina 
Pilotina. Pilotina. <laughs> and then Pilotina in Spanish, right? And my husband, he was kind of inspired by that. He's like, I've never heard of that before, right? Created this beautiful logo right behind me. And you know, the, the logo, it's kind of cute because this one has my initials in the middle. But typically the logo, um, the regular logo has a heart, which is your why, is your purpose. It's the reason why you do what you do. Around it, you have a three-prong uh, propeller. That is kind of the initial force that you need to take off because you can have the best wings in the world. But if you don't have that engine to sustain full power until you're elevated to a couple thousand feet, you can't take off. So that propeller, that initial idea that you say, you know what, I'm going to do this, right? That energy that, you know, you see people see it in your eyes like, (gasps) that's a propeller. And then the wings, which in this case are angel wings instead of wing wings <laughs> actually my desk right now is the wing of a plane too by the way you know it's just what keeps me grounded when i'm on the ground <laughs> but, uh, so the wings is what keeps you flying you can't fly without wings and i always tell my team i said you're my wings you know the the stronger they can be the longer they can be the better you know so you're an extension of me you're an extension of my wings and the other funny little thing that happens you know when i went from being a, a student pilot, you know, where I, I was feeling like I was strapped to the plane, mm-hmm. right? There was a moment in time after like five months into my training that I realized that the plane was an extension of me. I was no longer strapped to the plane. And that was like one of the most beautiful, like amazing things, you know, that's basically what aviation gives me every day, the ability to do that. And that's why the little teddy bears have the logo on it. And I always explain it to the kids like, hey, this is what it means. Yeah. This, <laughs> and that's a really great way to keep the core of the message and what your purpose is and the passion behind it in one image. <laughs> I'm a visual person, so I can appreciate that uh, immensely. <laughs> so with the Pilotina program, what is the program and where is it? It's now, of course, like anything, um, always expanding. <laughs> That's the thing is that I come up with an idea. I call them divine downloads, right? I'm like, oh my God. And I have like something like an idea that comes to my heart and I have like tears in my eyes. I'm like, oh my God, this is such an amazing idea. I know that it's not just an idea. It's a divine download. And I know that I have to make it happen. So started with a logo and then the logo started to sort of like go in different places, t-shirts and hats and different things, you know, to kind of like share that message. Yeah. So now I have published 19 books of my own and almost 100 books for other people. So I created a Pilotina book club to soar in your knowledge and your imagination. Right? I created a course called Make Your Flight Plan, where I walk you through this amazing journey of creating your own flight plan for life, where you look at how to become a pilot in command of your life, prepare your aircraft, how to prepare for weather, and external circumstances. And all of those could be applied to life. So that's another way that it lives. Then through my 575 teddy bears that I've given around the world. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people know me as, oh, my pilotina, oh my God, you know. My phrase is, taking off is optional, landing and your dreams is mandatory. Just like uh-huh. we say in aviation, I just adapted it to my 
Pilotina style. <laughs> and it's such a great style. More people need to hear about it. I think it would be so cool if we had a, a pilot program for Latinos, specifically high school students right now who I think they, they need to see what it's like to be in the air and to fly. That would be so cool. So maybe that's something to think about. <laughs> Every time I take kids, uh, my, my youngest passenger was five years old and she wanted to be an astronaut and a pilot. So inspiring, oh, this young lady, Elena. I bet, you, I bet she'll never forget it. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And then my oldest passenger, believe it or not, is 80 years old. Wow. And she, I took her up. She's like, can you take me on a little short flight? And I said, sure. Took her up, you know, took off, went around the pad and landed. And she said, I will never forget this. And then at the end, I gave her, I gave her this little teddy bear. And I love that, you know, like if you're passionate about something, share it with other people. Don't just keep it to yourself, like extend your wings too to help others and, and make that happen. And that's, that's what I try to do. What are you doing with the Fig Factor Foundation and JJR Marketing? How do those things come into play with the, the book series or authoring? How do you have time for everything? They all sort of converge into one place, right? Because I always say, you know, I'm a servant leader and everything I do has to have that component of social impact. If not, I'm not interested. If you tell me, oh, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's make a lot of money together. Let's do this. Like, I'll probably be interested for a few minutes. And then if you tell me we're going to be able to impact X number of people or the youth or this, you got me in 150%. And that's the way that I operate. So a lot of the things that I do, whether it be with JJR Marketing, which is a full service marketing PR firm that I've had with my husband for 14 years. And we've worked together for 13 out of those 14 years. It's, it's just been an amazing, uh, you know, an amazing journey with that and helping a lot of companies from, you know, 1 million to $150 million and even some Fortune 500 companies to Fig Factor Media, which is actually the for-profit uh, publishing house where I get to tell the stories of amazing authors around the world through anthologies business memoirs and children's books yeah. which I just love 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 and then the foundation is a completely separate entity which is called the Fig Factor Foundation for young ladies it's a hundred percent totally free for the girls we never ask him to pay for anything and we provide all the tools all the books all the materials we bring girls from Mexico we brought three groups a total of 33 young ladies over the last three years and we house them for five days, like a, like an exchange program. And during those five days, we go through the course of the foundation. We pair them up with a mentor. They, they, you know, they go to a host family. They experience giving back, like feed my starving children. We take them to pack the food. And then sometimes I take them to the racetrack, you know, for cars. Or I take them to the airport and they get to fly the plane. That is I, so cool. Can we have... <laughs> Can we have that experience? Can we yes. have that? Yes. <laughs> and you know, it's like sometimes, you know, what people need is that opportunity to say, you know, I just want to share the magic that I am experiencing so that this person can intercept that and know that, you know what, you can create all that magic in your life and, and you're worth it. And you can, and you can have access to this. If you serve enough people and if you help enough people achieve their dreams, you can achieve your dreams. And I've proven that because I'm 37 years old and I've achieved what they call the American dream and beyond. And I'm still like, wow, 
just uh, so exciting. So what's next for you after all of this? What are you currently working on now that some of these other projects are launching? What's on the radar for you? Number one, being alive, you know, for the next 99 years, I'll probably be 130 something, 36 years old. So I, I plan on that. Uh, so I can, as long as I live, I can do a whole bunch of stuff because ideas are always flowing. But, um, you know, I am uh, working on building a center in my hometown uh, for the youth. So um, architect uh, Alicia Ponce helping us. Gloria Romo, my partner, who donated the land. Oh, in, I saw that sky. picture on Facebook. That is a beautiful, amazing concept that now you're turning into life and starting a, a school in your hometown, yeah. no? How could you not be so grateful, right, of having the opportunity to impact people, having the opportunity to touch the lives of so many people and just live to the fullest, knowing that every step of the way, you're making an impact. Like, that's exciting. Because, you know, if you just focus on the money and like, oh, I just kind of focus on this and work on this. Like, or if you focus, oh, you know what? Let me build, let me work my butt off right now so that when I'm 70 years old, I'll be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. Who knows if you're going to make it to 70? Nobody knows. But you know what? You can now, to answer your other question, you can intercept the two worlds. Work hard, play hard, and try to intercept that. You know, my husband and I are constantly co-dreaming. And in between, you know, all the work and some stressful days and all that, he loves racing. Guess what? He has a car of his dreams. He gets to race. I love flying. I get to do that once, two, three times a week sometimes. That's amazing that I can work so hard and I can intercept those moments. You know, I love cooking. I love reading. I love journaling and drawing and creating processes with my Japanese 0.3 millimeter pens. Whatever rocks your boat, like do it. Intercept it with life now because you don't know when your last day is going to be. Yeah. And if you are gone today, will you say that you live to the fullest, that you encapsulated your legacy and your dreams and that you elevated other people or will you say oh man I needed another 50 years of focused approach to be able to do that at that point it might be too late so live with no regrets you know give yourself permission to live with no regret today and why wait and achieve your big dreams like if you want to buy a house by the ocean Start putting together the plan to make it happen when you're 40 instead of when you're 75. Mm -hmm. You know, start doing things, start putting things in place now, insurance and do whatever you need to do to have that flexibility. You mentioned divine downloads earlier and you're like, this is a divine idea. A lot of people might have similar moments. Maybe they don't think of it as divine. They may think of it as just an idea. What's that process? If they get the idea, then what? Well, it's so funny because, you know, we get like 40,000 thoughts a day, right? There are some, and that's why I separate them, thoughts, ideas to divine downloads, right? So divine downloads sort of like race to the creme de la creme, to the top, because they typically are ideas that come with an amazing feeling in your heart. And that's when you know that you're meant to do them. So what do you do from there? You take the first step. Whatever that looks like, it could be making a phone call, it could be writing it down, it could be drawing it, whatever. But you take that first step to say, yes, this is the very first step in manifesting. And and you don't give up because when you have a divine download that comes from the why, from your purpose, that is meant to be, and it came with that emotion, there's nothing that is going to stop you. Like for me, I mean, thinking of 
well, I'm going to fly planes. Now think about it. I mean, you have a 10-year-old and a 14-year-old. And by all standards, people would say, are you out of your mind? I mean, you're a young mom and you are running two companies, two nonprofit organizations. You have 19 books. You're traveling the world. You were in four continents in 80 days and you're flying planes. You're learning how to fly planes to get your license, which is one of the hardest things that you could do by one of the most regulated industries in the world. I mean, I'm able to use the federal airspace around the United States. But you know what? When you have a divine download and it comes to you in that package, no matter how difficult it is, you do not give up until you manifest it. Just like, you know, when you're pregnant and you're pregnant for nine months and you go through all these pains and dizziness and throwing up and all that. And the moment that you see that beautiful baby, you're like, thank you, God. I don't yeah. care what I went through. It was all worth it. It's the same thing. You have a dream of a book. You want to start a company. You want to start your podcast, which I'm so happy and so proud of you that you decided to take that first step and say, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to manifest it. And then when you look back, you're like, oh my God, look how many episodes I have. Look how many chapters I have of this book. Look how many people I've impacted. Look how many emails and messages I get every single day of people saying, you've changed my life. That is worth it. And that's what I live through. You know, I, taking off is optional, landing is mandatory. And once I take off on a divine download, like nothing stops me from making it happen. As long as God gives me life, I'll, I'll manifest it. <laughs> what does it feel like when you're in the air? What is that feeling like? For me, unlike some people say, you know, it's like a, like a daredevil kind of thing. I, I feel adrenaline when I'm taking off. I feel the most adrenaline when I'm at the edge of the runway, when I get the clearance from the tower saying that I can take off. And I say, yes, yes. you know, 448 Rami Alpha, clear for takeoff, right? I feel the most excitement there. But, you know, when I'm up in the air, I feel freedom. I feel peace. I feel... Um, total focus and commitment to what I'm doing. No drama can get in the way. I am, uh, you know, present of this like peripheral view and I have this situational awareness in check and I feel grateful. Like I feel gratitude flowing through my heart of the privilege of soaring the skies. And every time I land, I, you know, thank God for the amazing opportunity to be able to take off and land like butter. (laughs) Taking off is optional. Landing is mandatory. Well, thank you, Jackie. I appreciate you. Before we close, where can people find you? Uh, Go to JackieCamacho.com or find me on uh, LinkedIn or Facebook as Jackie Camacho and Instagram as Pilotina underscore official. Oh, Jackie, this was a, a great, I, I, I enjoyed meeting you and it was even a, more of a pleasure just listening to you talk and listening to the passion that you have about the work that you do, as well as the impact that you're making for other people. So thank you. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. Thank you. Keep it up. Thank you for listening to Tuesdays with Andrea. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and I appreciate you making the time to listen to mine. If you like this show and want to know more, check out TuesdaysWithAndrea.com or please leave a review on iTunes or drop a line in the YouTube comment section. Until next time, please stay kind in your mind, nice on the web, and stay hella hopeful in your heart.